Now you watched the episode, right? Yes. Wasn't it fantastic? It was fantastic. I didn't like one little bit because the CGI was crappy, but other than that, I thought that the what? What stuff part? Was, well, what we're, part? We're going to podcast on it. Oh, we're, I thought we were podcasting. Okay. Are we podcasting? I don't know what we're doing. What's the name of the podcast? Poof Exchange Torchwood Miracle Day. <laughs> dot com. Dot com. I was there at the dawn of the second season of the Poof Exchange. It was a port of call for fans from a hundred fandoms. It could be a dangerous place, but we accepted the risk because the Poof Exchange was our last best hope for conversation. This is our story. Welcome back to the Puffwood Exchange. I'm Ryan. I'm Jen. We have never in 200 episodes of Puffwood literally got on the line with each other and said, okay, we're starting. Usually we have to like work up to it, eat some mac and cheese, take a long walk. We're just diving in today. No, it's my fault. Well, Jen sometimes, you know, has disappeared for weeks. We've sent out dogs looking for her. She's been in the hospital under an assumed name with a concussion. And, and she's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm so sorry, y'all. I, f- I forgot to mention, you know, I, I had to have a sex change operation. Like, she'll all these. <laughs> All these things will happen. She'll forget to tell us. Literally today, Jen was 12 seconds late for the podcast, and she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm willing to give you my first point. Like, 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 it's okay. We're, we're good. It, and this is a Saturday edition of uh, the Puffle Exchange, which never I happens. Said, yeah, which is crazy. And you're like, I could do it tomorrow morning. I'm like, Brian, I've got church. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm from the Northeast. If I put Torchwood Podcast in front of church. Apparently, we don't do that up here. Well, the thing is, Jen is taking on a little bit more of a stay-at-home type thing than she's done before. And the first thing to go for Jen has been the days of the week. Because I'll be I'll be at work, and she'll be like, you want a video chat with Lee? I'm like, I'm at work. <laughs> I, I have no concept of time. I thought all week, like, today was Wednesday. Today's Saturday. I know. That's as far off as you can get. I know. It's embarrassing. It's I know. Embarrassing. And then, of course, I couldn't go to the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 midnight premiere. So she's like, well, podcast with us tomorrow night. Just go to the matinee. I'm like, I have to work. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what part of work do you <laughs> I, lo- I, lo- I love classic films. Well, and it's terrible because this week is like a vacation because my parents-in-law have taken my son for a couple of days. And so... I really don't have any concept of time at all now because I don't have to, well, I say I don't have to be anywhere. I've had more appointments the past two days than I have all year. Jen has been jogging <laughs> down the highway at 123 this afternoon. <laughs> I have seven minutes because Jen and I have had some fights this week. It's been very comical. Not the public. I'm sharing with the public. We've had fight. I don't even, here's the thing. I don't even remember what we fought over, but it, like if I Jen. I either, but I was very upset about it. If Jen is my work wife, it's the closest we've come to domestic <laughs> violence. But the thing is, is that once Jen started using smileys on Skype, everything was fine. That was what the fight was about. Because no, we it have was one before that. Because I didn't use smileys. She didn't use smileys, so she hurt me. But before that, I believe... Oh. <laughs> I, I use I say you hurt me, and then she cries. It's a little thing I do. But before <laughs> that, before that, we were fighting over... I don't even know what we were fighting about, but we were fighting about something. And she's like, can we never fight ever, ever again? I'm like, I think we'll be fine. No, you were like, of course we're going to fight again. And so now I'm like, smiley. You're, you're smiley. waiting for it. Well, I'm going to prevent it. I'm going to prevent a future fight with you. Okay. I'm taking preventative smiley measures. Well, she's like, like, I'm going to the ladies' room, 17 smileys. I'm like, okay, <laughs> have fun. Have fun. All right. 
Oh, it's so true. So tonight's episode of Torchwood is called Rendition. Tonight's podcast, sorry, I'm dropping things. Tonight's podcast, I'm going to call, it was either you or the big gay steward, my money is on you. Because I think that was the best way. Oh, I know. He's like, I'm not gay. (laughs) Every scene, I'm not gay. Give me your big gay necktie. Did you see Jack? He was looking at him like, oh, yeah. Jack's like, like, I have arsenic poisoning, but can you turn around, please? Thank you. I will say, I thought Jack was, well, except for the puking part and dying part, I thought he looked much better in this episode. He looked pale and his eyes were a different color. Well, I thought last episode, I was like, he looks so old. And I think it's the camera shot. They just did bad shots and bad makeup. But this time, I mean, when he was actually looking fine, like not dying, not sweaty, not puking. Not because he didn't look great at that moment, but he looked good at the beginning and at the end. Sometimes it's funny because in the script, they'll put ridiculous plot points or or ridiculous dialogue in because they have to keep the continuity of the universe or it's something that's clearly just because it's a TV show. No one in the real world would ever have to say that. But I did enjoy when Gwen, you know, she goes around the plane and she gets like a piece of a tire and she puts some tree bark in the thing. And, you know, it's seriously like the like the Half-Blood Prince video game where you make stuff in Slughorn's dungeon like that's what Gwen is doing to make the arsenic here. And she gives it to Jack, and she's like, okay, now carefully take off his coat. Now, they've just ripped the body of the plane apart. <laughs> she's jump-kicked the CIA agent. This man has previously blown to bits. I mean, Gwen isn't really a neat freak, but she's like, now be very, very careful with his coat. And I was waiting for her to say, we need to use it for the next eight episodes. Be very, very careful oh, with this coat. Well, it's because it's a new coat, and it's like flimsy material now. The other one would have withstood yanking it off. But that's the thing. If they ripped the coat, he wouldn't be able to wear the coat for the next oh, seven episodes because it's not like he's going to go to a coat shop like he did in, Mir- in uh, Children of Earth. Remember that? He went to like the Salvation Army and he found another coat. He's not going to be able to do that now and he has to have the coat so they're like in the script. Be very, well, very careful it- with the coat. <laughs> All it means is that Gwen secretly has, like, a thing for Jack. Well, I love that, too. Jack's coat. I love that, too, because when they're ripping the floor panels out of the way, CIA dude from ER who burned it on the railway tracks, Rex. Rex! We know names I'm learning names. Rex is like, so the two of you, your lovers? She's like, I'm married with a daughter. I said that right. He's right. like, I'm married and? Yes, I'm married with a husband and daughter. He's like, and? and? She's like, what, the two of you together? He's like, of course. She pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that I loved the Gwen and Jack stuff in this episode. Like, I particularly liked where she was crying at the beginning of the pl- on the plane. Mm-hmm. And every time you bloody show up, whatever happens. And she's like, she's genuinely like, okay, as a parent, watching them rip her child away. Like, I can't even tell you. That was like... 10 times more horrific than anything I could possibly I imagine. Was, I thought that was horrific at the time, and I thought that it was and it's, like last week I was saying they made, they weren't really going after the British and trying to like Americanize the show. They were making the American look like an idiot. I think this week it was almost stereotypical to the point where he's like, well, haha, I will take your husband and daughter away from you now. It, it was like, okay, there's ways you can kind of do this. You don't have to I thought it was almost played up for the audience a little bit there. The only thing that was helpful about the scene was the fact that the daughter went with Reese, and it's not like we're taking your daughter somewhere. It's Well, I kind of, I, yes, I thought it was a bit mel- melodramatic, but I liked it because I like Jack and Gwen. I love that. And I think it would it would have been a different show had it been Jack and Gwen and the baby and, and Kai. And so 
I liked that they that they made an excuse to get the baby and the husband out of the way for an episode. Right. I love him. What is his name? And what's his name on the show? Reese. Reese. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Or Reese. if you read uh, fan fiction like Jenny, it's Raice. Right. <laughs> um. Anyway, Reese. Uh. I love Reese, but sometimes, well, he's right. He's just the husband. Right. He's not Torchwood. And, uh. Well, he'd be on the plane the entire time rocking the kid going, damn Torchwood, damn Torchwood, like the entire way there. (laughs) It's something to do with that. So. Well, he'd be, like, blaming Jack. Well, he defended Jack, which was amusing. It's not his fault. She's like, when are you on his side? What's going on here? (laughs) No, I thought this was, like, I love last week's episode, and this episode was a hundred times better. I like this one very much. Well, there were a little bit. in this what? episode, there were some flaws that you see when... No, what? Well, in terms of, in, like, what I was just saying a moment ago, sometimes, like, if you're watching, say, a medical drama, if you're a doctor and you're watching a medical drama, you're going to say, okay, nowhere in the world would people have dialogue like this because they're obviously explaining to a third party what's going on. It's like people wouldn't have to say that. It's for the benefit of the audience. And I felt like there were some scenes in here that were just for the benefit of the audience, like I've already mentioned. And then in other parts, it just seemed like the bad guys were morons. And that's why Torchwood was able to, to succeed. I felt that a couple of times. Like, for example, when um es- when they decide, okay, we're going to take out Esther and we're going to take out um, Rex, wouldn't it have been a good idea to grab Esther when she's coming out of the lady room instead of, like, leaving her in the building thinking everything's fine and deactivating her badge and putting up $50,000 in her bank account and just seeing if we can catch her before she realizes? Like, that I thought was a little yeah. dopey. Like, well, could- to be honest, <clears throat> during that part, I was, like, so caught up in the fact that everyone who's an actor is in this show um, instead of, like, paying attention to the plot in that little bit. Like, it took me a few minutes to catch up because did you realize that Patrick Dempsey, Dr. McDreamy, is in this show. I don't he know. was the he was the doctor in the hospital. I was like, oh my god, it's Patrick Dempsey. I don't know who Patrick and, Dempsey is. Oh my god, he's from Grey's Anatomy. I, I, I haven't partaken in, in Transformers Anatomy. Three. No, no. Anything else? Yes, he was in like this really famous 1980s movie where I don't remember the name. <laughs> very, very, very Dempsey. famous. He's huge. I can't believe you don't. You're like the only person in the world who does not know who Patrick Dempsey is. Okay, maybe it was anyway. because I was distracted by Newman. But also Jurassic Park baddie was in there okay his name okay you know him from jurassic park you look at him and you think me out you look at him and the first thing you think of is jurassic park um obviously he's newman from seinfeld well he was newman on jurassic park too wasn't he well he wasn't actually newman he was dude who got eaten off a toilet by a dinosaur was his name newman i don't believe it was newman newman is like perfect name he's like the creepiest actor do you know him from seinfeld no, I've never seen Seinfeld. Okay, on Seinfeld, picture Jerry Seinfeld and George Costanza and, and all the different characters. He's <laughs> the next door neighbor. He's the guy from upstairs. Who, and he's a disgruntled postal worker. <laughs> and every time he comes over, he, he's like the comical arch rival of Jerry. So every time he knocks on the door and the door opens, he's like, hello, Jerry. And Jerry Seinfeld goes all like, hello, Newman. <laughs> and it's this comical foil thing. So he's... he's a yeah. And then I know him from Third Rock from the Sun. He's Sally's boy friends so what oh, i guess you're right now well all i think of him is that ew creepy dude from jurassic park and he makes me go Ugh. well the and part I- that was funny about his his being picked for that role in it and i understand if you're a comedic actor you want to step outside of the typecast and try new things the most serious role i've ever seen him in was actually the guy who got eaten off the toilet in jurassic park so now he's the bad guy <laughs> from the cia and, and 
on on a personal note, I've recently turned 30, so I've had to have every medical test in the book, and I've had to get glasses. And when I went recently? to this... Recently? I thought your birthday was in January. It was. It's been a while since we Oh, talked. I was like, did I miss your birthday? <laughs> Damn you and your lack of gift. Okay, sorry. So, so I had to get glasses, and I went to the store, and this little 87-year-old man was charged with fitting me with glasses. And there's 14,000 glasses in the store, and he says, pick out some and come back and let me know which ones you picked out. And I'm like, I've never worn glasses. I've never worn sunglasses. I don't know what they're supposed to look like. So uh, we're walking well, around the store, and I picked out glasses just like his. You know, he's 87, and I tried them on. I'm like, how do you look? And he said to me, I don't think you can pull those off. He's 87, and he's doing it. So I well, picked out glasses, and literally, I went back to the store 80 times. Like, I was back every day having them adjusted and tweaked, and they must have literally been ready to call the insane asylum and have them pick me up. And finally, I realized, by looking at someone else and talking to other people, that my glasses were so tight on my giant pumpkin head that there's no way they can get comfortable. So I went to another store, had them fit me with other glasses that fit my pumpkin head, and now I'm fine. But I'm very <laughs> sensitive to glasses that don't fit, because that's, I literally, for a month, I thought there was something wrong with me i'm overly anal i need lithium and as it turns out my glasses would fit lee so all i could picture watching <laughs> newman on this show was his glasses are too tight and that's why he's angry and that's why he's working no. did you notice he had a batman red phone i did, well he had like his phone and then he like he's like no i can't use that phone and he took out the red phone and it's like he's contacting someone in the red phone and i was like da -da 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 i can't remember what came over it was like remove or something we it was it was remove, remove and i didn't quite understand that but i did like that jack was like well maybe it's this it has to do with the monkeys and I was like, yeah, that makes total awesome sense. Yeah. Well, I love that because Rex is like, you guys are idiots. And he's like, did you try out this, that, and the other thing? And he's like, what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, right. gosh. Okay. What did you think of the, um, oh, gosh, there's so many good things. I. What did you think of serial killer? I mean, not serial killer. Child. Yeah, child molester and serial killer. Falling well, on air. I thought, well, here's the thing. I thought that plot line was ridiculous last week because I didn't see any reason that they would ever let the guy out. Now, this week, they're refining the plot a little bit, and they're saying that Congress is, because no one's dying on Earth and so much stuff to do, but they're eagerly working on getting him back in jail. And what I'm imagining happened was that his lawyer went to a federal judge and said, my client needs to be released, and the federal judge ordered him released immediately because they already carried out the sentence. It's not his fault that he didn't die, and now everyone's working behind the scenes trying to get him back in. Now, I'm shocked that if this was, like, a real thing, he wouldn't be back in within an hour because they get, like, another higher judge to issue a ruling or they'd bring it to the Supreme Court or something. But I'm just very surprised that he's even out at all. So the plot point is just kind of stretched a little bit. But yeah. what I did think was, as we record this, uh, the Casey Anthony trial was two weeks ago, and there were a lot of people who were you know, obviously very upset that this woman who many people believe killed her daughter is being released because there wasn't enough evidence to convict her. And everyone's saying now, well, will she be in danger? Will someone try and take her out? You know, what kind of a reaction is she going to have? She's going to try and sell books and, and, you know, make millions of dollars. What? She'll be able to go on Jerry Springer. He'll offer her a million dollars. She'll be able to tell her story. There'll be a lifetime movie and all this stuff. So she, maybe she'll become rich off of it. So it's interesting because what would happen today if Casey Anthony went on TV and started bawling about how she did do it and she's so sorry and she takes the smirk off her face and what would happen if she actually started bawling? I think a lot of people would want to still see if her. If he came back and said, I did it, they still 
now that they've judged it, can they still take no, her back? No, they can't. But well, I'm trying to morph <laughs> this plot line into that one. But if she were to show, because right now people hate her because she's smirking and, and she's got this expression on her face people want to wipe off. If she came on this guy's television show and apologized and started bawling and people believed it, what would happen? That was what I was thinking watching the yeah, scene. Because yeah. I honestly don't give a shit other than that. I mean, it's Bill Pullman, and it's great to see him, but I think that's oh, a little... Oh, I love him. I really... I'm enjoying that storyline. I, I thought it was a little bizarre in the beginning. I thought that was... I think he has something to do with it. You know what secretly Maybe. went through my head? What? Well, I guess it's not secretly if I'm about to tell you, but... No, yes, um, I think the girl he... Well, no. Because he was the first, right? He's the first that lived well no i don't know if he's the first that lived i think that when he lived everyone kind of started looking into it immediately thereafter and realized holy shit people aren't dying see but- i think he's the first and i think that they're doing his plot line because there is a reason something with him something i think with his involvement like he's part of this is the reason this is happening keep in mind though that I don't know if necessarily he's the first, because how do you know if someone didn't die? But you can tell. Well, I'm just saying. If people do die, I think they 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 nailed down the last person to die, and right after that person died, Torchwood was emailed to everyone, and that's when that bit started. But people didn't know this; people weren't dying because it's not like we have a database, you know, scanning for that. So then, a few hours later, when they went to kill Bill Pullman, they realized, holy crap, Bill Pullman didn't die. And then they looked into it and they realized that no one had died for like eight hours or whatever it was. But whether he has something to do with it maybe i don't know what i think is interesting about a show like this and i saw this a lot on the episodes i watched a flash forward is when there's this event that changes something about the nature of the human race whether it's you know on flash forward where everyone has a shared experience or whether it's what happens to religion and what happens to society if alien spaceships you know land like on v back on abc i mean there's weird things that will happen so i i look for those angles i look for you know how would society change tomorrow if x y and z happened and what was fun about this episode is i'm not remembering her name the doctor who decides she's going to go to the to the panel and testify she's walking through the hallways it was almost like every time she looked into a room the writers were screaming out exposition at the audience like she looks in one room and the guy's like thank god our skin cells are still dying we'd be drowning in them by now the oh. door goes to the next room. well they yeah. only have a certain amount of time to address like the biggest thing ever and i think they're doing a very no, good I th- job no, I'm not complaining. well-rounded no, I'm not complaining. Like I thought it was. I thought it was great. I thought now we have the inf- we have the information that the bugs aren't dying. We have the information that the chimps aren't dying. We have the information that skin cells are still dying. No, 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 no. I thought the bugs were dying. The bugs were dying. You're right. The bugs were yeah. dying. Everything's dying. Skin cells are dying. Because they said if the bugs weren't dying, then everybody would die in like four days. Or exactly. And skin months. cells are still dying. And she made some comment to the corpse from last week that its heart wasn't beating, but it was still alive. So they're getting the information out there. Did you completely understand the germ conversation? Yeah. Yes, what they're saying is when people die, and I'm far from being a doctor here, but when people <laughs> die, the bacteria and and the and the germs and so forth in their body kind of attack the corpse. Whereas what's happening now is people who are supposed to die are living and living and living and living and living and living and living. So we're giving them more and more antibiotics and more and more antibiotics, and these you know, the germs and the bacteria and whatnot, instead of staying within the corpse or jumping from person to person, because all these people who are supposed to be dead and buried are, are in hallways of emergency rooms passing on their diseases to other people. So I took it that it's becoming almost, or it's going to become almost like, like some sort of pandemic because you're going to have all these germs which are completely resistant to antibiotics and the bacteria that's resistant to antibiotics because they're going to be able to 
sit in this petri dish of, of people much longer than they otherwise would have. And what they're saying is people are still aging. So you're going to have someone who's sick, who's 85, who was supposed to die, and is now going to live to be 140, who's going to be getting you know, 45, 55 years, 65 years of antibiotics pumped into them. So now you need more antibiotics. And over those 65 years, the antibiotics are going to become less and less effective. That's well, I, took I don't think it would be over 65 years. I think it would be like over a few years they would become, because if you take antibiotics, that's why they only give you like 10 day supplies of the big stuff because right. body gets used to them and then nothing else would work. So that's what they're saying. So what they're saying okay. is you're going to, you're going to have people who are going to need some type of whatever. So you're going to have to come up with new types of antibiotics and you're going to need a lot more of them. And well, you're going to have people who are going to be resistant to them. So you're going to need new state. So that's what they were saying. This miracle day is like the worst thing ever. Well, that's what they're saying in this episode, which I think is great. The, yeah. I mean, the plot line of what do you do with people who are supposed to be executed, I find rather boring because it's not, it's something we can control. You can have a federal judge sign an order and you're done. I mean, that to uh, me is interesting. Well. Yeah. But I am interested in the part about the bugs and the part about the skin and the part about all that stuff. Um, and apparently you can break your neck and still walk around back. What did you think of, I, I don't know the doctor's name, the girl, the one that he keeps begging for drugs. I like her. I, I like her too. But she was like a nobody. And like, they were like, who are you? Are you the coffee? And she's like, no, I'm this doctor. And they're like, oh, who cares? And then she's like the only one who knows stuff. Well, I think they're all in the room and she walks into the room and like the guy at the admin desk was saying, people are just showing up, you know, no one knows what to do. So I think she almost proved her mettle just by getting in the room and talking to everyone and people realizing she's very smart. Let's listen to her. And it kind of went from there so that when she's screaming in the room, hey, guys, science experiment, we need to make arsenic, you know, antigen or whatever, she's able to kind of corral them. So in that one room, she's very smart. And I think the PR woman recognized I can put her on TV and she'll convince a lot of people because she's well i wonder if there is some truth to that arsenic um anti you want to try it no <laughs> no here's what to do i was like she just injected like ammonia and like in silver and all this crap into his veins i like- had trouble hearing part of the episode too because right in the beginning when she's at the counter on the plane and she first starts pouring the two pots in together she says something to the to the flight attendant and it sounded like remember the cleanness or something like i couldn't remember what she said <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you might want to clean that. I have to say that the the scene at the very end where that girl is walking with her neck backwards reminded me a bit of, what is that movie with those two girls that, like, live forever? They took that potion and, like, they have holes in their stomach. Yes, and, like, yes, it has. Do you know what I mean? It has, like, Goldie Hawn. Not Goldie yes! Hawn. You go, what? Yeah, I know the one. I know the one you mean. That was the worst CGI. That was the one moment in the episode I laughed. But it was still uncomfortable. It was creepy. Well, I was- she's, it was stupid. Well, it was dopey. I mean, it was like I was saying last week, you have, you know, the person who's still conscious, whose head is disconnected. If, okay, I can understand that she wouldn't die, but I think she would have probably laid there flapping on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> but now she's, like, running after walk. the Mini Cooper. You can get up and walk if your head is backwards. Mm, uh, let's try. I hope. One with hope. Uh. Now, I did laugh because my wife has a Mini Cooper, Danielle has a Mini Cooper, and she's still <laughs> a Mini And Mini Coopers are, are British cars. You see a lot of them in the UK. You see a lot of them in Wales, presumably. So I love when they come here. They're like, seriously, our getaway car is a Mini Cooper? And they, while Mini Coopers are roomy, if you have two people in them, they are incredibly roomy I thought cars. It was, I thought there was a lot 
of room. We had four of us in there, and there was plenty of room. Well, I wouldn't say plenty. I can't imagine throwing Jack Harkness in the back of the Mini Cooper and, you know, going off. Well, not with that coat. Not with the coat. Well, they had to be very careful with the coat. (laughs) Be very careful with the coat. Did you ever... Has he had, like, plastic surgery done on his cheeks? Because... I don't know if it's the makeup or CGI or what, but they are like shiny as hell. I, 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 I didn't. Did you that. notice that? That's all I can look at because I want to look at his gorgeous eyes. I'll watch next week. And when is he going to start hitting on people? Come on. He it's- had arsenic poisoning. Well, before he could have been flirty with, you know, the freaking steward guy. Oh my God, Rex was awful. Look, I know you're gay. If you can get me some vodka, you can fill me up. <laughs> I'm not not gay by the end of the episode. He's completely gay. But it's like he's not even using his number one, like... Isn't that how he gets out of things a lot of times, is he flirts, and he's not flirting. Well, you guessed a few things. You guessed from last week, when is Gwen yeah. going to turn on Jack, because she seems so excited to see him. And, yeah, and yeah. And she's, you know, you know, everything happens when you come, and this is all your fault, and she, you know, with the tears, and I'm... Well, her child just got ripped from her arm. It reminded me, it was reminded me of something YouTube. else. It reminded me of Amy from the, um, When a Good Man Goes to War, the episode we just watched on Doctor Who, when, when Melody's taken. It reminded me of, you know, Amy just how she falls apart that her baby is gone and, and how she does she turn on the doctor a little bit or she gets upset with the doctor or she no he's like i'm sorry and she's like i think she just kind of was like i know but that doesn't make it better that yeah. make the situation less your fault it reminded me of that it reminded no one else really did that martha did that martha did that for a minute when her family first oh yeah was abducted well, by the master martha kind of did that and she the car and is trying to drive away yeah and this is all this happens it's to you all your fault yeah and the doctor always feels like it's all his fault and the people this happens around them but i what i loved about gwen right there was when he said did you miss me she says yes like of course. you've ruined my life but damn i missed you i mean that i thought was an, was a really fun and i like that he, they both kind of smile you know that they love each other but they're not like she's allowed to be miffed we can fight ryan but i still like you i i still like, like you too i still like you too i'm so sorry we fought kiss i hate it huh? oh my god but the other thing you guessed too was jack's little wrist thing yeah i did good didn't i you did very good well, I was... Not bad for someone who didn't know the podcast was still on the air. I mean, I was impressed. I was two for two. <laughs> well, I liked that it told him that he had low sodium, but I was like, really, out of all the things that is wrong with this man, that is the one thing the wristwatch is the wrist pump to pick up. You're missing your lower ventricle. Is <laughs> you need a, some vitamins? Is there a buzzer <laughs> for that? <laughs> <laughs> and I love that too because the episode is from beginning to end. Rex kind of trying to maybe soften a little bit towards them. He's like calling his doctor. Do I have low sodium? Yes. Hmm. I will say that through the episode, Rex to me seems sort of like a man who just does what he's told. And I kind of missed the whole like the guy last episode was like crossing the bridge and he's like, "What? I've got to pay for this bridge and like this is bullshit and like right and like I don't, like everything was very self motivated. He was going to go and get these. Pe- and now it's well, like, it still very, like he seemed very self motivated because when they're on the plane, Gwen says, "Let me save Jack. Otherwise, you're going to have a Welsh woman in a dead body, and that's going to be your entire <laughs> haul from the Torchwood, you know, rendition." So. I thought on some level he, this was his baby, and there's always apparently competing interests within the CIA. Remind, I'm watching Chuck, and the CIA versus the NSA on Chuck reminded me of the CIA, you know, inward on itself in this episode. But I, I, I didn't really think he was that different. I think he, he was personally involved in this, and then 
obviously you knew by the end of the episode something was going to happen and that um, Esther and, and Rex are now going to be outlaws, you know, in a Mini Cooper. But Who is the person who put the money in their accounts? I think it was Newman, or Newman directed it. I don't know. I feel like that was sort of a poor plot line, that little bit. What was, I mean, Joby? I what was Joby? You can't catch a woman in the building? That was stupid. Much. It's like, wait for her to come back to her desk and arrest her. Don't go to her desk. Like, they're they're in Rex's office, like, in full view of the public, like, ripping his computer apart. They're taking her computer apart. They're putting money in her account. Why don't you wait until you throw her in the back of a closet somewhere and then do it? Well, what I don't understand is why would people do it? And, and I mean, I understand money being a motivation for them. If you do this, we'll give you 50000 If you do this and keep your mouth shut, we'll give you 100000 But not, hey, you'll do it for free, and, oh, we're just going to tip you. Like, it didn't quite... Well, no, it didn't, it didn't seem like that. It seemed like they were trying to frame them. So what they were going to do was they were going to arrest Esther. They were going to arrest uh, Rex uh. and say, well, we found all this money in your accounts. Who are you working for? See, I guess I that didn't sink in too far. Too I'm much. less... I was confused by it. The only reason I can justify this plot line is to say, okay, what if they planned to tip them off to the fact that there was money in their accounts? They planned to let them know what was happening, so then when they ran, we could shoot them, and then they wouldn't be able to accuse us of <laughs> doing the whole... You know, so maybe there was some level of that, but that just seemed kind of weak, because all she had to do was steal the woman's pass, get out and flirt with the security guard, and she's home free. So yeah, well, that, what did you think of redhead redhead reminded me of of um the sister on wings i don't know what someone listening to this will on wings there was the two brothers who owned the airline and one of them was dating the uh, woman at the coffee shop helen her name was helen and helen had a sister who was a redhead who was also the mother in problem child i'm not gonna look this up because i'm sure wayne is doing it right now but there there was that one and she just the actress who plays the pr woman just reminded me very much of okay is she pr like okay this is what i was confused she's an agent pr is she a lawyer or is she a drug rep She's public relations. She's me. She's like a media consultant. Then why was she telling this girl about drugs? She works for the drug company. So, okay, then if you work for, they give a crap about backing up the child molester guy. No, she's a, she's a she's a PR rep. I think that was her wearing her PR hat, so she can represent the drug company and she can represent the child molester. So she's the agent. What? She, what? She's a media agent. What she'll say is to this guy, I'll take you and I'll get you on Oprah and Oprah will pay you $5 million for a sit down interview and I'll negotiate it because I'm very good at what I do and I have contacts and I'll get you all of these deals and I'll keep 10% of the money. She, she's the agent. Oh, okay. And, and he threw away her card. I was like, idiot. Well, I don't really like him that much anyway. But the thing which was interesting <laughs> is, even if, to go back to the Casey Anthony thing, even if people who were really angry at Casey Anthony, even if she came out on, well, Oprah's off now. This is 2010, apparently, the sixth place. But, you know, if, she, if you were going to go on Oprah or some type of broadcast and Casey Anthony started bawling and she confessed and I'm sorry and I was scared and this, that, the other thing, I could see people possibly feeling bad for her. I could see um. people possibly well possibly I feel like arrest her arrest her well you can't but i would you know well, possibly if she just admits it they should be able to come in and be like Double well jeopardy, you can't that's retarded that's retarded i'll say it again that's retarded it is but so i could see people possibly their their anger going down a little bit but i can't see people walking up to her saying i'm very sorry i said that mean thing to you like that to yeah. me i'm i but maybe they, they would um, i've been wrong before so maybe the people thing would. that i keep thinking of is i remember reading an article or a news thing or something where oj had gone into a restaurant and the guy had kicked him out mm-hmm. 
I was like, she's going to live her whole life with people like this. I mean, she's going to have it a hard time finding a job. Oh, I think she's gonna... no, she'll have enough money from whatever. Oprah? Well, Oprah's off the air. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why is it that you think things are off the air when they're on the air, but when things are actually off the air, you think they're still, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Wednesday. It's amazing how it functions. You're as they... far off as possible. I think that she'll <laughs> she'll get a couple million bucks and she'll move to Canada and wear a wig. And no I remember that your birthday was in January. I'm very impressed about that. That's is it possible because yours is in January? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm looking down my list of notes for the episode. I start off with, it was either you or the big gay steward. My money is on you. <laughs> Which, great Gwen line to a woman with neck broken in half. Uh, I have this little um, yeah. piece of dialogue. Be careful. That's my good tie. And you're not gay. It was one time, okay? okay? Yeah, the tie bit was a bit much. I was like, really? He's going to be that much of a... I will say that his lines of, I can't talk to you, will give it to me silently. <laughs> <laughs> that was like... I'm not allowed to talk to the prisoners. Well, my thing was usually they would have like a CIA plane. Like Whitey Bulger got a plane. I think they would have a CIA plane. And Jack mentioned they bought out all the seats. But I don't know if it would be a commercial flight attendant. It would be someone who probably has you know he's packing something i don't know well it was was weird for me for jack because he was like i want i'm american give me a coke and i was like you're scottish oh wait no you're married okay you can have a coke well technically he's an alien (laughs) i know i was like wait wait, what like it took me a minute because it didn't seem right for him to say i'm an american even though i'm he is captain jack is he was didn't Doctor Who find him in America? Well, he found no, him in America. No, he's he's, he's from the Blitz. He, no, he's from a different. I know, but that's where he was hanging out. But he's from the Bohan Peninsula or whatever. But where did he become American? I don't think. I think he's an alien. Isn't Jack an alien, or is he a he human? He is. From the he's from the Bow Peninsula or whatever. But he's human. But he's American, so evidently... Okay, hold on. I think we can establish he's a human, but he's not an American. He sounds like an American. That's well, okay, a- I take it as, member Doctor Who, mm-hmm. <laughs> the doctor, sorry, David, um, the doctor went and said humans went out and, and, and Rose was like, you mean their entire job was just to repopulate with aliens? There's lots of humans out there, but I think that they have interspecies yes. with aliens. And interspecies, that's what we're calling it now. We Inter- go with bow chicka wow wow. I think Jack is an interspecies human. Okay. <laughs> his his grandmother on his father's side was a. Do you kind of agree with me? I kind of agree with you, but he's not an American. So how is he American? He's not. He lied. Well, is there any time between what we know of Torchwood seasons one, two, and three uh-huh. that he was in America? Uh-huh. And became an American citizen. I don't think... He, you're asking me if he became an American citizen he in the year he's been gone? With an American accent. So, obviously, he spent some time over there, or he would be Londonish, British. He spoke... Londonish? He spoke <laughs> with an American accent when we met him, and that was 180, 190 years ago. Why isn't he Welsh? I'm just <laughs> saying, the doctor is sounds North. He no, wait. American. What if he was in... What if he was in America for those 190 years? No, he sounded American before that. I don't know. He hung out in Jersey at some point in his life. <laughs> I just want that background. Why is Jack American? You know what? This is the type of show that they tell you they tell you if your skin cells are growing, they tell you if your heart is beating, they give you information on what the bugs are doing. This is your type of show. You like to know about the toilet paper. And I'm still mad you're like, I wanna know if he's an American citizen. I want to well, you're not curious at all. No. I don't think he's an American citizen. I don't think he has papers. I think he has, like, every time he has to show an ID, he holds up psychic paper. But then why does he have an American accent? Because John Barrowman has an American accent. and they hired Well, John but he Barrowman. also could be Scottish. He also has a Scottish accent. I'm just saying, they have to explain a reason why Jack has an American accent. He's had an American accent all this time and you're mad now? Well, it just, because he's never, 
claimed to be an American citizen before. You never said he was a citizen. You said that I'm American. Get me a Coke. It was a Coke. Drink. Okay, it was implied, Ryan. You can be an American and not be a citizen. What? No, you can't. You can be an American resident. You can be an American illegal immigrant, I guess, if you want to, who's currently located in America, but... I am right about this. You're right in that Jack said he was an American citizen? No, that it was implied. All I right. just want to understand why he's American. Why is he not Welsh or Russian? No, he's been speaking with an American accent the entire time you've known I him. I know! I just want to know why. If he's not human from Earth, he's yeah. an interspecies human, because uh -huh. that's my new word. That's your new word. Then why is he American? I don't think he's American. I think he lied to get a Coke. But he has an American accent. Yes, why yeah. didn't he pick up a British accent? I don't know, but I think it's cute that you're just getting mad now. I'm not mad. I am, like, fascinated. <laughs> okay. No. You must know. Well, Ryan the Coke didn't work out for him. There was arsenic in the Coke. Read into that what you will. Okay. I have the other line down here. You're not filling me with confidence when Jack is looking up and Gwen's got the needle and she's like, um, left arm, right arm. Is that a vein? I, was, I thought he was like, this vein. And she was like, oh. <laughs> And, and can I just say, they've got, well, obviously, they, they had to get a needle from diabetic, blah, blah, blah. Why is it not that Jack's cool wrist calm thing does not have a place where you can, like, give him injections through it? It's a teleporter. I think that would have been way cooler. You think it's teleporter needs to have, a like, a diabetic? The Dr. Sonic screwdriver could be a hypo spray. It's Why never been a hypo spray. When has it been a hypo spray? I'm sure that could be, though. He puts up cabinets with it, is the running gag. It's not a hypo spray. I'm just saying. I, I, I think you're still angry that he's... All it does is read sodium levels. <laughs> It was like the Sonic Screwdriver, where he's like, turn it to channel 400 and 27,518. That one puts together barbed wire. I think it's multi-purpose. You just recognized the, the little ding it made. Well, I'm really glad that they didn't pull the wrong wire when they were lifting the floor and the plane would, like, crash to well, the Well, that's ground. what he said to Gwen when she's going for the grease. Be careful. You could take out the lid. Ah, we're fine. What <laughs> is she here? Yeah, they're not going to die. Yeah, well, Jack would. Well, she drank the same thing, and she didn't get sick. Do we know for sure that if Jack died, he would not... No, she didn't get sick. Shouldn't she have gotten sick and not what? died? Why didn't Gwen get sick? Because she didn't poison Gwen. I thought she poisoned both of them. No, she just poisoned the Coke. Really? Really. Thank. Well, see, that's what happens when you say you're an American and you're not. Bam, arsenic. I know, if he had had water... Well, maybe because it would have made it cloudy or something. Can I have a doctor? He wouldn't have gotten poisoned. <laughs> Let's talk about this next time. <laughs> I'm very concerned. I know that you are. So I wrote down here, I still think that the, that Esther should have been taken into custody before they allowed yeah, her to Yeah, for CIA, them. they suck. They su well, Newman is running the department. Think about that for a second. Newman is... <laughs> and then they're like, do you want me to just like have security grab her? No, no, we don't want to raise suspicion. Let's, um, let's see if the guy making eight bucks an hour at the gate will stop her. Yeah. I am glad that we for sure know their names this episode of Rex and Esther. Well, we knew the last time we did. So and we know that she drives a blue Mini Cooper now. No, she doesn't. I think she stole the blue Mini Cooper. Oh, she did. That was Charlotte. That was Charlotte's because she's walking around beeping the thing going, when's it going to go off? When's it going to go off? She stole Scarlet. Scar Charlotte. What's her name? Charlotte? Scarlet? I guess. I thought it was Charlotte, but Charlotte. I wrong. Let's, let's go with Charlotte, like with the web. Is Charlotte. We'll have to check it next week. So she's an identity thief and she stole a Mini Cooper. And hopefully, because I know a lot about Mini Coopers, it's not the one that has the low jack thing under it because they can just track her using that. So we're going to You know, I can't decide if she's really, really smart or if everyone is is just letting her get away with murder. Everyone, because, no, I think everyone is just really, really stupid. Okay, because she is acting like the craziest CIA agent I've ever seen. Well, luckily it's not London. They would turn on the CTVs or whatever, and they would just find her. You know, she's driving down now. Yeah. 
damn you Americans. So I do love the part where they almost jump into the doctor's car and she's got like the BMW or the Lexus. I forget what she has. So like, no, we're going in the Mini Cooper. Really? You're Americans. Where are your that SUVs? Give me an Escalade. Like, what is this? And they kind of like pop in the back. Well, I did not get your anti-American, you know, where Americans come across as idiots and blah, blah, blah. I really did not get that. Well, I wasn't saying, well, I thought in the last episode they were kind of mocking the Americans. Well, well, see, you, and I didn't even think that all those people were Americans last week. Well, no, in this episode, too, at the very beginning when Reese is commenting, you know, the Americans are always doing stuff like this as the family's being ripped apart. He makes, like, a offhand comment to Reese about it or whatever. What are you going to do? Call your MP or whatever? You know, yeah. you're a weak little Brit. <laughs> so there, there were little bits of that, I thought. And, of course, the moment they made all the commercials, that was your last chance. What are you going to do about it? If you're the biggest thing England has to offer, God help you. I'm Welsh. And she jump kicks her in the face. Because <laughs> she's not English. And I think they, they think that they take that rather seriously there, don't they? Well, they do. Because you didn't know Wales was its own thing, did you? Um, no. You, I didn't, didn't... you didn't know which one Massachusetts was until I showed you the map. I didn't know that there were two Irelands. What? A North Ireland. Oh, I thought you thought Wales was part of Ireland for a second. I got confused. Well, no, yes. no, 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 no. I just did, there's a lot about over there that I didn't know. Yes, that there, I just there's the never Republic of Ireland, about. and then there's Northern Ireland. That's, exactly. Yes. I didn't know that. Okay, but I'm now I'm showing my ignorance on the podcast. You, you are. Thank you. I wasn't even going to bring that up. Oh, thank God you were. <laughs> but I do know now. I have been corrected. You, you, I've learned. You were corrected. Uh, what else do I have down here? Lynn is working for Newman. Lynn being the woman with the broken neck. Now, I think what happened was when Jen, when, when Jen, when Gwen, see, did that. When Gwen jump kicked, uh, Lynn, she, I think she loosened her neck bones. So then later on, they were able to <laughs> completely snap that bad boy around. I don't know. Her name is Lynn. 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 That's what I said. You said Lynn. I said Lynn. Oh, I'm sorry. You said it in Texan. I'm sorry. You did say it correctly. <laughs> okay. My apologies. Okay. Now, when so I was watching... Lynn kicked Lynn. This is the worst names ever. Now, I mean, not Gwen. I love Gwen. But Lynn, they really kind of comes up with something a little different. Well, I think it was until you got a hold of it. But I just think that worst, she... Worst CGI ever. Lynn is walking up to the Mini Cooper with her head on backwards. It literally looked like... Like, I have a couple of wedding pictures that look like it's me, but it looks like someone took my head <laughs> and, and and taped it onto someone else's body because my head doesn't look the right size on my body. Oh, Ryan, that's not true. It literally looked like they just took a woman walking down the street and just taped this woman's head onto her, the body backwards. It was weird. It was awkward. It, I mean, no, thank you. It was awkward. And then when you cut to the inside of the Mini Cooper, Gwen has this look on her face like, this is awkward. Like, it was I like she just she, run over her, though. Instead, they like back up. Beep. <laughs> But no, you know what it was? It's like if you came out to dinner with me and my ex-girlfriend showed up at the table and started screaming at me and swearing at me and everyone in the place is looking at us, you would be like, this is awkward. And you try and avoid eye contact. Like, maybe I haven't noticed this is well, happening. Well, if there was a purpose for her being out there, if she was, like, trying to, like, hold a gun to them backwards or, like, try to stop <laughs> them in some way, but it was just, like, she was just, like, kind of you know, waddling out there, and it didn't make any sense. <laughs> like, Well, I just enjoyed that Gwen had that, this is not serious, this is a very awkward moment, and she's, like, looking around, like, whistling, like, hoping no one will know this. I'm worried about, they don't have any change of clothes, she doesn't have any deodorant. Okay, like, you're concerned about Jack being an American citizen and the deodorant of Gwen Cooper. <laughs> I mean, they have no bags. What if she starts her period? Like, Oh my, I, there we go. I was waiting for it. <laughs> There's nothing. Like, I, well, anyway, I was like, what are they going to do? Can you picture the sub the subplot of Rex having a buyer pads? <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Kind of, like, well, we where is Esther going to go? They're going to find this car. 
Well, I haven't I, seen the thing for next week yet, though. I think so I don't, did, but I can't don't, remember. I honestly, I honestly don't remember it. I we're the worst fans in the world. So at the end of my notes here, uh, they redefine triage. So now you get rid of the people with the hangnails and let the people with the broken hearts wait for a while until you can, they're not going to die anyway. We'll yeah, that was the Patrick Dempsey scene. Okay, that was Patrick Dempsey, who I still don't know. Uh, the um, We have to manufacture drugs immediately because people are going to just live and live and live. And at some point, everyone's going to have a walker. So the walker business well, is What I don't understand is they're like, we need to make more different antibiotics because everyone is going to um, get used to antibiotics. They won't be effective anymore. Well, what do you think happens to pain medication? Well, the same thing. Your body gets immune to it and it doesn't work anymore. So why did they never bring that up? I well, mean, they brought that up, but maybe you'd agree they brought it up incorrectly. They were saying we need to make more pain medication. because Well, they, yeah, but, well. Maybe it'll work. I'm just saying you're going to put people on pain medication for the next eternity and, or whatever. Because, you know, they're not going to die in 140 years because right. what, what don't know. And, like. It, eventually it's going to become ineffective and so they're just going to like people are going to be conscious and alive and like be in excruciating horrible like it's going right. to be inhumane it's going to be the worst thing in the world walkers and pain medication are going to be the big businesses that their stocks are going to shoot to a up. certain extent until unless they come up with some new miracle drug people are screwed exactly and if they haven't come up with it yet what makes you think we're suddenly going to come up with it in three weeks like i don't I don't know. It's very upsetting. I did like that <laughs> even though all this stuff is going on, she was like, I guess you're going to have to write to your senator and get this changed. I'm like, this is a world emergency, not national. <laughs> like a world level, really? We're going to go with writing to the Senate? <laughs> Really? Why don't we? Do, your CIA go bust her door open. And she wasn't like, CIA. No, no, Jen, Jen. She wasn't CIA. She was a she was a PR woman. Oh no! Oh no! No no! I'm talking about the doctor. She's not CIA. Anyway, you're right. Yes. But anyway. Okay. But do you know my point though? Don't use the mail postal system. No, I, I'm sure they didn't mean write him a postcard. I'm sure they meant this euphemism for contact your senator and get the Senate to change the rule about the stockpiles. It just makes me laugh that there are still the loops and paperwork that you're going to have to go through, even though the world is turning to crap. It just makes me laugh that you're giving political advice to people. That is quite amusing. <laughs> it is. I have to tell you <laughs> when to vote. But it did go through my mind, so it is real. I'm an American citizen. I have. <laughs> oh my God, Jackson, illegal immigrant has to be in the title somewhere. Interspecial in illegal immigrant. Um, I, this is going to be a very long titled episode. I have too much. <laughs> No, I did love the imagery of the two women chain-smoking outside. The PR woman and the doctor were chain-smoking outside of the uh, city hall or whatever it was. And um, they're in D.C., I believe, in D.C. there. And they're, like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, it's interesting that they're chain-smoking because, you know, she's a doctor. That's interesting. Then I'm like, wait, she can't die. Ooh, that's the point of the scene. Then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> she can still get lung cancer. She just won't die from that. So well, I thought it was interesting. There is something about this PR woman that rubs me wrong. There is something about her pulling out the content of her purse and handing it to the doctor yes, while yes. she looks for a, there was like a reason we have to and stop calling her the doctor because she was confusing. like give me my phone is this my phone and like she kind of and and i i don't know there's something it was it was it there to make her seem more human more feminine more normal we're gonna find out next week that she like stole the doctor's phone or she did something or even I right before. Bring so. the doctor back. The doctor would save everything in like a, a minute. Okay, we need a new name for one of them. We can't have the doctor and the doctor. 
Oh, I thought we were talking about the doctor. I know you were talking about the doctor, but we're going to either have to oh, have this right. woman's name or we're going to have to what announce. What is her name? We're going to have to emphasize the the, so we can have the doctor and we can have the doctor. What is she? Is she a surgeon? I believe she's a, uh, she's an E. No, she's a surgeon because she or, operated on. Okay, uh, so she'll be the surgeon until we find her name. The surgeon. Yes, the doctor and the surgeon. Okay. Now, the last thing I want to leave off on this episode, well, two things. The first thing is when, actually, you know what? It's more one big thing. What I realized after this episode is I really need to step it up with my bank because I have very crappy notification settings. Because what? no one calls what? me when I get a direct deposit. <laughs> I don't get a text message when I have a new direct deposit. No one's calling me asking me about my investments. But I need a new bank. It was a Swedish account, wasn't it? It wasn't even their bank account. Isn't that right? No, it was their bank account. Why would it be a Swedish account? Because she got a phone call about it. So you thought Swedes? Well, that's where all the banks are. No, they're not. Well, all the big ones. <laughs> they're not. That's where the Swiss <laughs> banks are. In all the movies, they're like, I got to go to my No, Swiss the bank Swiss accounts account are ones that if a court tries to get information on your accounts, oh, right. they won't give it. It was really Bank of America. It was well, wait, the... Like, the Swiss account, is that different than a Swedish account? I don't know why you're saying Swedish. <laughs> oh, thank God, it's the same thing. This is like when you didn't know which one Massachusetts <laughs> like, oh was. Oh my God, is the Swiss and Sweden a different country? <laughs> No, I, you're just using the wrong. Okay, good. Okay, yes, Swiss account. It was a. It wasn't. It wasn't a Swiss account. No, I think it was like Bank of America or something. It was their regular account. That's why. But why did she get a CIA phone call and he got a text? No, she didn't get a CIA phone call. They called her on her cell phone. Her bank called her to say, "We noticed you had a large deposit. Would you like help investing it?" Which was very convenient. Uh... My bank's never called me. Right? Seriously? They, well, they don't call me like. Why did he get double the amount? <laughs> he got, he's like, he's like, hey, hey, they like me twice as much. They like me twice as much. <laughs> I know. But then he gets the text message: "You have a new deposit for one hundred thousand dollars," and it's like they never call me. What the hell? Well, is it just me, or did it seem like he was he was doing better? He's healing, maybe because the last episode, I was like, he's like hacking up blood and crap, and this one, he's just like, I'm good. Like he kind of hisses every once in a while in pain, but. He's all right. Well, he wants Tylenol or he wanted Advil or whatever. And he, they got the thing and they like brushed it off because it was in the co-pilot's pocket or whatever. But he needs some drugs. But I think he's definitely healing from the injuries he had. Okay. Well, that's something because I didn't think that they would heal. I didn't know if they realized if they healed or not. Well, the last thing I'll say on this episode is that when he got the text message saying he got the direct deposit, Lynn, soon to be Lynn of the band, I'm looking the wrong way, Lynn, was looking <laughs> over his shoulder at the message. So she should have realized that he knew he got the direct deposit which means she should have shot him in the back like there and then or whatever but, and oh. I, th I think that they were like when he starts acting strangely and taking off Gwen's handcuffs and Jack's handcuffs I think they were very slow to react to that I think but maybe she had not been given the um, permission to kill them yet maybe she wasn't the assassin no I think that she no because I think no. She tried to kill Jack. I think she definitely. She would've. did try to kill Jack. And if you notice, she kept she kill. kept she kept hitting Rex at his wound site. That's where she went after. Oh, him. that's true. Well, he was hurt there. That was kind of smart. Well, it didn't work out too well for her because now she's looking at the ground but facing up. <laughs> You're that gross. You know what's gonna suck if she's a recurring character and now if like every episode for the rest of the show she's like like <laughs> running backwards and all this crap. I will say, I think in real life, and and I could be wrong mm -hmm. because she had like 14 accents on Dollhouse, but I think she's Australian. Okay. And her accent before they get them on the plane mm -hmm. was terrible. Her American accent, I thought it was terrible because it was fast and kind of weird and sort of southern, but not. 
Did you get that? Did you? Were you like, what did she say? I really wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I didn't catch it in the beginning. I just well, figured, rewind okay. it and watch, and then see if you agree with me or not. Uh, and rewind it too, and tell me if she knows this is Rex getting the text message. In okay, I will. And that's... find me a new bank that's not Swiss or Swedish. You're thinking of meatballs. You're thinking of Swedish meatballs. What? No, I'm not. I was yes, thinking no. of a bank account, like in those Matt Damon movies. Matt, no, okay. This is why I love you sometimes, only sometimes, because <laughs> you do the thing where you're like rural southern woman, and you're like going to the big city. I want one of them Swiss bank accounts. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I love it. I thought that's what they were talking about. All right. So next week we got another one. We've got seven episodes left. Jack's coat is fully intact. He'll be fine. The doctor is apparently, or I'm sorry, the doctor. The not, surgeon. The surgeon is is moving on up because she now is a PR woman who may have stolen her cell phone. We're looking into it. Cells apparently are dying, which is apparently very good. I never really thought about that much before. And um, Esther managed to escape. Okay, Esther managed to escape from the CIA. I've seen malls that are better secured than the than the CIA building was in this episode. Like Cole's shoplifting can stop her, but okay, the guy who saw her right yes. at the elevator and she was like, "Say I'm blah blah blah." Did he see her name tag? Did he think that he knew her by the name tag, or did he know Esther? No, he knew her. He knew Esther, so he, oh, she said, "Oh, I'll I'll be in I'll be in forensics or whatever." So then when the the uh, CIA agent stopped him. Do you know where Esther is? Oh yeah, she's down in forensics. But she wasn't supposed to be. She had gone into a secure area that she wasn't supposed to be in to begin with. No, she so- wasn't. She was trying to get out. What it is in the CIA is if you don't have your badge, you can't get like down the hallway. You well, have to keep. Why you- did he not question that she was in the elevator at all? No, she could be in the elevator. But oh, she needed her okay. own badge, and she didn't want to use her own badge because then they would say Esther's in the elevator. She they they would have okay. thought that Charlotte was in the elevator, but they wouldn't have been looking for Charlotte. Okay, that makes more. I'm so glad I was here to help you explain the movie. I know this. Well, you know, I will say a few of the things, and I was I was watching pretty diligently. I was confused just a few times, but I'm ready for Jack to um, get some. (laughs) I'm sorry, I was waiting for the end of that sentence. I thought it was like get some peanut butter or something. I was, but no, it's dot dot dot. Use your imagination. Well, it's coming from you, so I really don't have to. I can just you know visualize your past experience. I know. All I right, know. I'm looking up the Swiss-Swedish things. Sweden and Switzerland are two countries that often get confused with each other. Yes, apparently they do. Today, the Swiss added to the confusion. Hold on, Wait, story. the Swiss is its own place. Sweden and Switzerland are two countries that often get confused with each other. Today, the Swiss added to the confusion by playing a mature and error-free... Okay, this is apparently something to do with sports. But yes, apparently there's Switzerland uh-huh. and there's Sweden. One of them has great banking. It's a, is it the Swiss? It's Switzerland then. I, I well, I, it, it's Swiss banks, whichever one of them is the Swiss. Okay, so listeners, please help us. I think it's Switzerland. I think it's Switzerland. I think it's Switzerland. No, it's Switzerland because Sweden, Sweden is the Swedes. So yes, it's Switzerland has the banks. Okay. And it's not part of Ireland. I apologize, Swedes. Well, last week I think you pissed off the Indians, so we're all even now. Did I? I think oh. you may have. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. All right, so we'll see you all back next week. Ooh, we're done, done under an hour. Look at that. I know we did good. We did good. You Are ran- you going to go see Harry Potter? Is that why you're in a rush? I'm seeing it very, very shortly. Like at 2? Uh, well, no, because it's 2.45, so I would have missed it. Like at 3? Uh, well, no, because it's not five minutes from my house. Maybe five. 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 Is that why you were in a rush to get off? Yes. And you keep talking. So. <laughs> oh, because there's probably going to be a line. Yes. Bye. <laughs>